So when you hear the ringing of the phone at my end, when I answer because it's still going, is that like creating an infinite loop for you of you going round in circles? Uh, something like that, but it's very faint is what I hear. You should consider talking to the microphone so I can hear yourself because I'm sure this is being picked up by the watch which you dropped you know, next to your toilet. Can you hear me better now? Yes, thank you. Okay, I'm going to hold it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually talking to you on a broken set of headphones because they got stood on yesterday. <laughs> Um, this, is, this is why I never buy really. <laughs> this is why I never buy really expensive in-ear headphones. I've got a, I've got a, um, a, a good set of B and O over-the-head ear headphones. But um, you're just laughing at me and ignoring me when I'm talking. This is like this is what our, this is what our partial listener does. They just they just put on the podcast and from the moment the music starts, just go. <laughs> they just stop paying attention. Yeah, it's a, uh, pretty All much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's B- you know what, you've just you've just missed the opportunity of a great story there, which I'm not going to tell you anymore. No. Scotty, please, come on. Oh, please, Scotty, tell me. No, there's a good Scotty. Scotty, Scotty, tell me. Have headphones got stood on? Only one of them's working, and it's not the one that's got the microphone on, so I'm now having to hold the microphone because that was not the one that was in my ear. Oh, God, please make a picture of this and send it to me so people can see what our, you know, kids. I can't. Yeah, you can. How can I do that? I've got holding a microphone with one hand. Have some. I'm holding the other microphone with the other hand, and I'm in isolation. Have one of your minions so, do it. There we are. Go well, to I'm, a mirror. Do something. My minions. Um, there's no mirror in this room because I'm not vain enough to have a mirror. I know how awesome I look. Mirror in the cloak room, please, Doc. <laughs> I am not working in the cloak room. <laughs> Are you? Mirror. I in know. The... I know. Some of our podcasts. It sounded like you were working in a bathroom stall, but <laughs> it's not the way it is here. <sighs> oh, happy Thursday, John. <laughs> Happy Thursday to you. Scotty, 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 guess what? Guess what? Guess what? And I, I have no idea, John. Surprise me, delight me, uh, reveal yourself. I shipped, I shipped, I shipped. We shipped, we shipped, we shipped. Finally, this happened on Tuesday. The the thing I'd been working on and talking about and teasing about finally shipped parental controls. Okay, okay, so that that's great. And this is this is the stuff that you're gonna you've not been able to tell us about what you're about to tell us about. But I need to ask you a question because you know, I thought you've always had a policy of not shipping during times of peak demand. Surely your demand must be through the roof right now. Uh yes. Um <laughs> moving on quickly. It just shows that policies are there to be torn up and shoved up your. No, it's it's not do. that. I mean, it, it, it's I, there there are perfectly logical reasons that you might understand. Is that you know, call center, for example, you know, typically that that's that that's specialized telephony hardware which you just can't replicate overnight. So, um, yeah, I mean, lots of people are watching a lot of Netflix. So we we have we've had to be careful. Anyway, moving on yeah. from the global Netflix policies because you. You are a, an influential person, but you're not at that level yet. Uh, tell us about what you've shipped, John, and then try Gosh, and connect all Scotty. the dots to what you've been Gosh, trying to tell that, us about for the last few weeks. That's so mean of you. No, the, 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 think about it a little bit more, love. Anyway, so um, 
Yes. So the, the 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 parental controls is something that that that's been talked about for for a while, and it basically turns things on its end. There there had been parental controls where that were set up at the account level, so you could set a pin for the account, and you could restrict certain titles, but only at an account level, and that makes it kind of annoying if you have to to share your account. So what we did is we did everything at the profile level and made it a lot easier to control what what's being watched by each of the different accounts and to be able to see what's being watched. Um, so there's a blog post on it, which gives all the details. We can put that in the show notes. But uh, you know, it it basically it's it's it it was done across all our all our devices, and it also was extended in ways to to work with with devices that were parked. Um, and that was a, a I think some fairly clever engineering because there there's a pretty damn long tail of of Netflix capable devices. Um, and with something like this, we want to make sure that it, it works, you know, as well as possible, on as, as many possible devices as possible, as many possible devices as possible. That doesn't sound very slick. Um, and there's some interactions between website and, and mobile devices, which are, are, are tricky. Um, and, uh, and there's also the, the transition for it. So it was like one of those things where you can't really kind of turn it on to with one device class and then not the others it has to be turned on all at the same time. And by the same token, it also has to be a kind of available and dormant and available, in, you know, in, in, in lots of different devices, especially ones that have, you know, app stores that you have to kind of wait a while for, for people to upgrade. So the, the, the code's been there for a while, um, but it's protected by what we call a feature flag, which allows us to turn things on and off. Um, and so it was kind of ceremoniously turned on uh, on Tuesday morning, which was great. Uh, and we had planned on, on releasing it beforehand, but, you know you caused this plague and so that that upset our plans and lots of plans around uh, people around the world um and it's been fun it's been fun to, to 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 see not only kind of that it works and it's helpful for people um because there are a lot of people who are in isolation and they just don't want to like chuck their you know on the one hand they want to chuck their ipad at their kids to kind of you know cut down on the quantity time they're having to spend with them on the other hand they probably really don't want somebody just watching through their their you know complete catalog from an a, you know an unrestricted adult profile so one of the other things that's kind of interesting is side things for it's that yes it's it's primary function is to is to kind of separate maturity levels and things like that but a side benefit which is kind of interesting which i did and i i snarkily tweeted about it is that you know with shared devices oftentimes people are lazy they don't want to switch profiles and so you get this this watching history which is completely mishmashed and you know that makes it more difficult for you to find you know the show that you care about in your continue watching row and also you know makes the the recommendations engine have to work that much harder because trying to figure out how to to make recommendations based on wildly different tastes is, is an interesting challenge um and so i created a a, a pin lock on 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 my profile on the, on the family ipad and i locked my surly teenager out of it um and i think i have to keep changing the the passwords because it's only four digits so he has enough computing power in his watch to be able to do a brute force attack fairly frequently <laughs> And, and let's face it, John, realistically, you have a 16-year-old boy who's probably watching stuff that isn't appropriate oh, for I you. Oh, I don't care so about He should probably be more likely locking his account, not the other way around. Yes, but as the account owner, you can see the, the watch history of everybody. So. <laughs> Whoever pays the bills. There was something funny I found that I saw some, you know, 
uh, meme or tweet or I can't remember where it was exactly, but basically saying feeling lonely, haven't heard people you haven't heard from in a long time. Try signing out of all Netflix devices from your account. I had like a, a, a picture kind of like illustration about where to do this on the web from the account settings. It's like, you'll be hearing from these people in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but no, surely John, no one breaks the Netflix policy of uh, not having um, uh, accounts logged into from different locations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Again, I'll keep my mouth shut. You couldn't possibly comment. There we are. So that's good. So, um, I mean, obviously, it's always great when you ship and um, uh, it's, uh, you know, and, and on the scale of something like Netflix, you've, you know, there's so many users that if you've made even the slightest edge case of something wrong, you're probably going to hear about it in the first 24 hours <laughs> um, uh, pretty quickly. But uh, um, so, but te- technically, what has been the most enjoyable bit or the most challenging bit about um, about doing this is from, from the, the client front of end, from the UI or, or just, you know, you know, which bit when you look back now saying, well, you know, that, I'm really proud of that bit, or this was really difficult, or I wish I'd know more about. There, there are a couple of things. I mean, on the one hand, there's nothing, you know, there from a client side perspective, there are always lots of different things. There are some that can be really sexy. It's like I really love this animation. I love this transition. I've done things like that. I mean, I'm, when when I was working on the the player redesign, you know. I, like crazy sweated the details of the rewind and fast forward buttons um, to, to get the timing and the timing curves and the, the, all the different things that were working, you know, um, uh, you know, perfect. And I was working with a, a, a brilliant motion designer who I loved working with. Um, and she produced these fantastic comps and, and the detailed specifications of, of each of the different items. And it was, you know, it, it seems awfully simple, but it's actually not. <laughs> so to, to have gotten that right, was a, a ton of time. And then, you know, once the animation was right, then you also have to spend a lot of time on, on making sure that the, the tap handlers work because there are things that you can do when the player's not showing and, and you can, you know, double tap on, on the right-hand side of the screen or left-hand side of the screen. So if you want to quickly reward, rewind or fast forward, you know, so, so that that's a type of thing which is, um, you know, quite, quite localized to, to, to the iOS app. And I think it turned out really well. Um, in the case of parental controls, there's not a whole lot of, of not a whole lot of fancy animations or things of that nature. There, there were certainly plenty of challenges. More of the challenges had to do with um, how to make things work across all the devices, because you know that that that's you know a question of things like like device size. So, for example, um, from a design point of view, the editing of a, of a profile. There's a fair amount of information that's in there that you know because it used to be just basically what the name was and and the 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 icon that was used for it and now we've added in additional items related to you know the ratings for it so um, and we did the rating system so that it's localized in each of the different countries so that what you call you know TVMA in, in the United States is going to be something else in, in Singapore it's going to be something else all over the country so there's a kind of numerical backing for these things and then they have to be localized in each of the different countries and that's done by by geolocation so that even if your account is running in, in you know in one language if you geographically change a little location um, it will change for you and that's that's something that happens with mobile devices most, most people's TVs don't get on a plane um, neither do we these days but anyway um, so you know there 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 ends up being more data and and so there's more things to display and, and on on the smallest devices 
that we kind of barely got everything packed into it, and then it became a lot more tricky because because you just there's there's only so many things you can do with packing text together and, and reducing font size. And at some point, I said, "This is this is insane. We can't make this work this way." And because there are, there are multiple things you can do when you're editing a profile, you may go there to be able to say, "I want to see what the ratings are for them," and I may want to be able to change them. And so, um, what we ended up doing is saying, "Well, instead of having the the, the focus." on the text area on the text field for your your name be set right away so that when you go to edit a profile immediately brings up the keyboard i said well that's no longer the 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 one thing that you might always want to do you may want to do something else we just basically stopped showing the keyboard and when when we decided to do that um and i will take some credit for that for that idea um uh, things got a lot easier because then you can just say, okay, well, you know, you can always tap on the text field to be able to, to edit it. But if you don't present it, then you have a lot more space. And then when the keyboard does show, you know, there, there are all the notifications about, you know, that the keyboard, you know, will show and then, and then get the sizing for what the keyboard will be. Um, and, uh, so it makes it possible to then hide elements that aren't germane so that you can actually have a better experience all the time. And at first I, when I did this thing, I thought, okay, well, we'll just, you know, um, make this only for, for so-called small devices, you know, the most ultra compact devices. But then when I looked at it, it's like, no, actually it's better for everybody. Um, so for all mobile devices, we, we made that change. Um, and then you can kind of, as you're animating, you can kind of fade off the elements that don't make any sense. And, and you can use a keyboard accessory to, to say, Hey, I'm done editing, in which case it will just, you know, just, uh, dismiss the keyboard so things things like that and then even just some of the smaller details about the 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 you know using stack views to be able to have if it, you can have multiple ratings and on a kid's account we want to indicate that this is a kid's user experience plus these are the ratings that are, are done for it versus you know something who is an adult account which has you know the most mature levels um you know or all maturity levels so things like that um we're, we're just yeah, details that uh, there's no substitute. You have to sit there and iterate it many, many times. You have to do a shit ton of testing across all of these different devices and then make sure that you don't break anything on iPads. So that, that was kind of interesting. And then the other thing was, you know, what you alluded to is trying to make sure the stuff is hardened. I mean, we're not, you know, this is a four-digit numerical pin. So if somebody really wanted to do it, I suppose they could, although, you know, there are ways of, 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 of detecting brute force attacks, but it's not the case where we're trying to say, this is, this is the, your two factor authentication to get into your bank account. This is for what it is. It has to be, you know, just enough effort to kind of thwart people, you know, to thwart your kindergartner. Um, but nevertheless, you want it to, to work properly. And and so one of the the the, the possible loopholes uh, we thought was well deep links right so you could share from one account to the other and and it's a little bit tricky because to be able to answer the question can this user see it you're going to have to talk to the back end in some ways and 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 things of that trying to balance you know hitting the the server when you need to with without kind of violating the uh, the 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 caching you know policies that we have to ensure performance and to make things work when you're offline et cetera, et cetera. that was kind of interesting and i had some fun <laughs> when i was working on the the deep link handler um where we're trying to say well how do we communicate to that to, to the user um and so there was a a, a 
a an alert panel that that comes down from the top of something that was originally designed to be able to, to say when you have no internet connection and i've repurposed it for for other cases like for instance in 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 coming soon which is a, another project i worked on there's a little kind of nice animation that starts with the bell saying hey remind me so when you tap on that there's an animation that sets the fact that you want to be reminded and then this nice little alert panel comes down from the top with a, a nice animation and says you know we we've got you you know look in the, look in your 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 watch list when it when it becomes available on the service so i did something similar and i was experimenting with some possible text for this because that's another thing that we have to spend a ton of time on is getting the the the, the messaging right because you want to do that first to get it right in english and then get all the translations done so you know predictably nobody wants me to write these things so they know what i'm going to write and indeed that was the case of that i did something with the deep link handler or and i said nice try kid we're calling your parents so i made a little screen movie for that and passed it around and 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 that was good and then i got this great great reaction back saying it's like yeah this is perfect ship it like that So anyway, so so it's it's a lot of a, a lot of details like that, and a lot of testing, and then again, kind of trying to figure out how to to to, to figure out how to make this work using existing APIs that that were supported on prior devices, because there are you know at some point you kind of have to say we're not going to produce any more updates for this version unless it's a super emergency, um, because you know because there may be APIs that that we really now want to depend on, so we can't go back and, you know and and support devices running ios 8 9 10 something like that um and but but as it turns out there are plenty of kind of hand-me-down ipad devices which end up being used for for kids and so it would kind of suck if the whole purpose of this is to be able to to make restrictions and um for that so uh, we got creative and, and there were some clever things and a lot of it kind of just falls out anyway because when you're doing filtering for example the the, the best defense about this stuff is to never let it be seen on the client to begin with so you can filter when you're doing searching you can filter when you're doing you know when you're presenting the the lolomo the grid of, of of options so you know that that applies for anyway that's done at an api level that's independent from app versions so and we know about the account we can say yes this is a kid's account with these restrictions or even this is an adult account where you know they don't want to to watch 13 reasons why that can be set that's all you know respected but then there are things about related to playback um uh, which which still have to be be stopped and and because we'd had some pin control we can we can adapt um and so things like that just lots of lots and lots of details and i would say the last thing is just that this was a fun group i mean it's it's always you know i keep saying that that that, that one of the reasons why i love working where i do is is the people and i think that's the true with 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 anybody you know you, you hopefully love the team you work on and uh, um, and I do, and I also kind of have really enjoyed working with all these other people um, from from a bunch of other teams that I had not worked with before, and it was a, a, quite a long effort, so that was good. That was a long rant, but yeah, it was fun. Well, congratulations. You've been very excited about this coming up for a while, and, and now it's there, and you know, now you're going to have to find the next thing to not tell us about every week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Another excellent rant. Yeah. So um, I had the joy of shipping this week as well. All right. Um, unfortunately, it wasn't money well. That would have been great, but that's <laughs> still a little way off. Uh, but uh, no, uh, the, my main clients that I do contract work for, we we did a uh, we shipped this week. Now the difference is, you ship to millions. The the thing I work on for my main client is an internal tool, so we we ship to not millions, and no one will listen to the show will ever see the the, the work that I do. So 
it's uh, but it still it still means you know there's still that little moment of joy when you ship and um uh it's still great when uh the next day the emails come in saying oh i love this feature really thank you for this feature that was really good um so uh yeah, it's a nice nice little buzz so i i know I know what you're feeling. Well, why can't why shipping is shipping? Shipping is shipping. Well, why can't we get you a fractional listener? Uh, you know uh, that. Uh, are you sure there's no fractional listener that uses your your app? In fact, there there is a fractional listener who who doesn't necessarily use the app that I do, but I know is aware of the app that I I do. So yeah. so fractional so, awareness um, from a fractional listener. That's great. <laughs> fractional awareness from a fractional listener. Yes, it is. I am a man of many fractions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> going what how do you say it is asymptotically to zero or something <laughs> something like that yeah uh so outside of that this week i've been having a, a, a learning curve week um which i sort of i have a love hate relationship with learning curve weeks I, I i like the fact that at the end of the week i've learned something i often begrudge the amount of time it took me to learn something depending on how easy the experience was or wasn't um so i've been i've been working more developing cocoa pods for some of the moneywell stuff um uh explained last week that we're trying to use some of the new moneywell code in the existing app to make sort of a a, a bridging uh, a, a bridging version because we think the other version is going to take longer than we want it to ship and so looking at bridging version so we're in a a um sort of a uh, R&D mode at the moment to see how much we can make that work and Cocoa Pods is one of the way forward and yeah I've I've learned a lot more about Cocoa Pods this week um, and there's a lot of documentation out there about Cocoa Pods and there is a lot of um, Stack Overflow stuff about Cocoa Pods and lots of blog posts about Cocoa Pods but this is where you learn uh, well you, you know from past experiences but you learn quite quickly that when something is popular but equally it's been around a little while a lot of what you're reading no longer applies because it applied in version X and now you're on version Y and it no longer applies. So actually sometimes even when there is masses of information out there, um, it actually can become more confusing because things just don't apply anymore. Um, and obviously because this is uh, the internet and this is people's blog posts and medium and whatever else, there's no one out there curating any of this stuff to um, to make it, um, you know, to, to help you work that out uh and so that is quite frustrating so as much as i like the fact that there is an active community trying to help um it does make it it sort of i, I guess over time i'll learn to identify what's what's relevant what's not relevant uh, i've been having a few issues with um uh you know testing some cocoa pods and some unit tests that we're relying on other cocoa pods and i'm not going not to go into the details because it's all a bit boring other than to say that in one case i ended up writing my own unit test rig instead of using xc test but we won't even go there now <laughs> and it's i'm not i'm not over engineering it's necessary and it's very simple so i'm not even going to bother explaining that but then i just wanted to make a comparison because um we use now don't get me wrong the cocoa pods uh the, the cocoa pods um documentation itself is is pretty good um and and the support stuff on their um uh on there is pretty good so i'm not i'm not having a go at the cocoa pods people themselves that's yeah all pretty pretty cool uh but equally something else i've been using this week is firebase now firebase we're using as a back-end infrastructure for our syncing uh the firestore part of firebase not 
using any of the analytics or any of that sort of stuff. That is one thing I don't like about it is you get, you know, it's like 27 tools in one and we're actually only after one of them. In fact, two of them we're using authorization as well. But it's like, uh, you know, so whenever you're looking for stuff on Firebase, you know, am I actually even looking at the right tool anymore or whatever else when you're looking around there? But just going to Firebase's own documentation. Um, now, one of the things they do really well is they make loads and loads of video tutorials. Um, if you if you uh, do a search for Firebase and a particular module of Firebase you're looking for, and go to videos, but, you know, there is a YouTube channel for it, and the Firebase team or the um, dev relations or whoever they are, do, they do loads and loads of material, make loads of videos for stuff. And equally, they go back through that material and put thing, words like, you know, redacted in the title or um, retired or whatever else so that, it's, so that you can look through old stuff and it's there if you need it, but you know it's no longer current and relevant for the, if you're using the latest version. So that's really useful. And the fact that they do this, they, 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 they put a lot of time and effort into good, I mean, you were talking about the usefulness last week of NS Screencast in getting you up and going on a subject. Um, uh, whereas so when the, the provider of the tool itself has spent loads of time uh, creating bite-sized videos on the different things the tool can do and not do and just background stuff on explanations of why certain choices were made, it's really, really, really cool, and I just wish more providers of technology. Now, I guess the difference is Cocoa Pods is open source, whereas um, Firebase is a commercially, you know, um, it's owned by Google, but um, it's you know it makes money, probably a lot of money, uh, even though probably the vast majority of people in the world use it for free. The people who use it big style are paying for it lots, I would imagine. No, but it was just a, a comparison about the way things are dealt there that was quite useful. But it has thrown me this week back into the world of TypeScript. Now, remember TypeScript, John, and how I used to be with TypeScript? I, I think all I ever remember is, is you, you know, singing love songs to it. Uh, in, in fairness, I'm going to say, okay, TypeScript is a way of writing JavaScript without feeling the need to kill yourself. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's the title, without having the need to kill yourself. It should be should be the tagline of the uh, of the typescript and typescript comes from microsoft now you know i remember i i remember the days when you know microsoft were just you know they produced crap after crap after crap there's some good stuff coming out of microsoft these days um there's crap still coming out of microsoft as well but uh, you know some of the stuff microsoft are doing now with the azure azure and things like typescript visual studio code you know great great stuff going on so anyway, TypeScript is basically, um, you know, to uh, JavaScript what Swift was supposed to be to Objective-C. I, I, it brings a strong typing, strong typing to JavaScript. Um, it compiles to JavaScript in the day. So if you want to write um, server-side functions in Firebase, you can do them in JavaScript or you can do them in TypeScript. So we'll see I'm going to do it in TypeScript because um, it's already scary enough writing this stuff, having typing errors and you know, cast errors, it's just, you know, TypeScript gets you gets you out of that. So basically, um, uh, Firebase is a uh, fire, is a, um, what they call a serverless setup. Now, it seems really weird because Firebase is running on servers. So apparently, you know, in, if you're in the full stack world, this is probably all makes sense to you. But a serverless architecture doesn't mean you don't have servers. You just mean you don't have your servers. Um, 
which seems a bit weird because you know, I think today, well, could you apply that anywhere else? I want to live in a cashless society, so that just means I won't have cash or use somebody else's cash. That sounded good to me. <laughs> so that maybe makes it all these things are good. Cashless, serverless, all good. I have no idea why I'm going down this road. It's just like I'm, I'm delirious in, in rambling. <laughs> uh, so basically, you just write little snippets of code and you upload them to Firebase and um, in the Firestore, and you can say if if a record changes at this type of record and it has this type of thing going on in this ID, then run this little bit of code and do stuff on the back end. So, and um, you can. Uh, uh, do all this stuff that just stuff. So without having to run our own server infrastructure, without having to make sure the servers are up all the time, uh, without having to even write the whole architecture of the app um, that, that makes this whole backend work, we just use somebody else's backend, but then can just like stick our own little snippets of code in to, to customize it and do whatever else. So I have to say, the more I get to play with Firebase and use Firebase, um, the more I like it. And... Um, and do enjoy using now. Of course, when we start going out to running a, a beta with lots of people on and we start getting loads of problems, I may have a totally different opinion. But there you are. So it's been a week of learning more about Cocoa Pods and um, realizing that I've got them wrong. And so uh, the four Cocoa Pods I'm writing, I've rewritten, when I say rewritten, not rewritten the code in them, but restructured them, redone the repos three or four times this week as I suddenly learned something else. Um, I've been learning back-end stuff for Firebase, but I've been doing it through a great set of videos that are provided by the Firebase team, so well done to them. Um, all to learn new stuff, but equally, so at the end of this week, I look back and I think, yeah, I know quite a lot more than than I did at the beginning of the week, but I still think I could have probably learnt that in less time if there'd been better structured information. The joy of information. Well, that that reminds me of of something that my you know seventh grade French teacher wrote in my my yearbook. She wrote it in everybody's, and she said something. It was in French. I love you more than yesterday, but less than tomorrow. And that um, seemed apropos. But Scotty, I I have a burning question from the audience. Where the hell are you? Because I'm hearing like these these vicious ducks and other animal geese or who knows in the, in the background. Is that my imagination or are you in the middle of like, you know, Prince Charles hunting yard or something? No, no, I am. Uh, I am in my house. Uh, but I've just realized the I'm in a spare bedroom, which is where I'm working from at the moment, because we're not going into our office. I normally have a, a, a sh- uh, an office that I go into. Um, and in my garden, there is a very, very tall tree. I will put a picture in the um, show notes. So you just can hear me open the window now as I uh, just fully open the window and see. So you get the full sound. And uh, in that tree is a rookery. And they're all beginning to nest for the spring. So there's probably about 100 rooks in there at the moment. And in a couple of months' time, there'll probably be closer to 300 rooks in there, I would guess. Once they Wait, So the, the amount of bird shit in your backyard must be unbearable. It is. Um, it's, it's pretty bad um you don't want to um they tend to all go under the tree but the yeah hanging the washing out is a little bit a little bit thing the plants under the tree grow really well they're very well fertilized um yeah but but uh what i um i mean when they first moved in here about five or six years ago it was like that that sound was really irritating you i mean you've just noticed it here whereas now i don't even uh, notice it and when of course when they're not there when they all disappear Come the autumn time, fall for you Americans. Um, they um, 
it, you suddenly realise you, you miss it. So it's it's there. But they had this routine of um, in the evening. I don't know. Maybe they're just all one big happy rook family or something. Because so you know, someone there must be a master rook that says, um, "That's me dropping a bulb now." <laughs> A master rook that says, um, "It's uh, we're all going to bed now. Everyone go for a little fly around. So um, it just about an, half an hour before it gets dark, every single one of them, whether it's 100 of them or 300 of them, all leave the tree at the same time and fly in a big circle, have a mass shit on the area. <laughs> <laughs> and um, there we are. I, I think that basically so many lessons can be drawn from these observations. I used to feel bad, you know, about about you know, trying to make that claim, but I think it's true. Like, you know, everything you need to know about human organization can be learned by, by observing a rook tree and, and, the, and the ceremonial mass shit. <laughs> so is this what happens at Netflix? You all go out for a mass shit before you, uh, when you finish for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Right, John, I think we've um, run over time with that um, story of, um, birds and trees and uh, plants and birds and rocks and things it's been a fairly varied episode hasn't it really i mean we managed to stay on subject for most of it but um again wander at the end yeah well scotty if people want to you know send you you know to 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 contribute to your kickstarter to buy it like an umbrella for your backyard so you can walk out and enjoy it without (laughs) mash i just just wear one of those i wear one of those baseball caps with a little brolly on top How, how, how might they do that? How might... They can send me their Kickstarter ideas for, for keeping myself relatively shit free. Poop free. I can able to be on Twitter is Mac Devnet. I think you... And John. No, no, you need to you need to claim the Twitter handle poop free. Relatively poop free. <laughs> relatively poop free. I'll see if I could change my Twitter. No, there we are. And John, if people if people want to um, uh, find out which one of us doesn't have shit on their head, how should they get hold of you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, where there's where which is a shit free place to discuss ideas, isn't it? Uh, and I'm where I'm Jembe. That's D J E M B E, like the West African drum. <laughs> John, it's been a it's been a pleasure telling you about my my backyard. Uh, I'm on our tech po- developer podcast. <laughs> <laughs> my rook shit brings all the boys to the yard and they're like <laughs> oh dear well, thanks I was going to say thanks for listening everyone but I can't imagine anyone's left by now <laughs> just I'll make sure I turn out the lights on the way out <laughs> okay until <laughs> next time you all take care <laughs> Thank you.